I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Welcome. You are locked on to a weekend edition of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the weekend warrior, the one we're thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Just think about it, Nick. This time next week, there's no telling what has went down. <laughs> That's true. Anything could happen. We're, we're recording this on Friday night uh, around 11.15 Eastern time, 10.15 Central time. That shows you how boring our lives are that we're doing a pod on Friday night. No, it shows how exciting the NBA is right now. There's so much going on that we decided we're going to do some weekend pods. We're doing a draft dash, I guess. Draft dash, free agency dash, uh, deadline dashes, basically what we're doing at this point. So uh, thank you for joining us on a weekend. If you're listening for the first time, this is a daily Locked On Mavericks podcast. We go every single day, five days a week. And then now, right now, we're doing weekends. So welcome. Subscribe to the podcast. is Locked On Levine. <laughs> we did that yesterday. Oh, that's true. that's true. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your pods. Go ahead and subscribe. Listen to us. Make us part of your day. We hang out with people going to work every day. If you're going to work right now on a Saturday, I feel for you. I've been there. I've been mm. there. Ugh. Going to restaurants on a Saturday, especially like a Saturday, like, uh, God, I almost said matinee. What's the... <laughs> Like a, like a lunch, Saturday morning like shift. Like a lunch shift. Ugh, the worst. I hate those. Uh, all right, let's get into the podcast. Today, we're going to be doing a mock draft roundup. All the mock drafts that we respect. We're going to go around, see where the <laughs> Mavericks, see who, who they have the Mavericks taking, <laughs> and then see where they have some of our favorite players, Sadiq Bey, Aaron Naismith, and Desmond Bain. See where they are going in these mock drafts to see if they're going to be available for the Mavericks or if people are thinking that they're going to be available. So, We'll get into that, but before we do, our five-star Apple podcast review comes from Cole Sturgill. Shout out to Cole. What up, Cole? He says, sending DeLon and 31 to OKC for Schroeder. Also, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Justin Jackson in the 18th to Indiana for Oladipo and McDermott, question mark. What do you think about both of those moves? Let's go separately. So DeLon and 31 to OKC for Schroeder. We kind of did this deal, but we swapped picks. We swap first round picks. This one, there's no pick coming back to the Mavs. It's just the 31st pick going to OKC. That could work. Yeah, it could work. Um, you know, John Hollinger gave his input on uh, our mock draft, lockdown mock draft trade. Uh, and he had mentioned how for OKC, uh, you know, even in that deal, OKC was moving up seven spots. Uh, but he was talking about, he's like, you know, can OKC do better? Uh, in a Dennis Schroeder trade. And in this case, if you're OKC, you know, you're not getting a first round pick. You're getting DeLon Wright that's under contract for next couple of years and you're getting a very high second round pick. I just, if I was OKC, to be honest, I would just hold on to Schroeder at that point and I think I'd get better value for him. OKC can't do better if their GM is a secret agent and an undercover cop for us. <laughs> Rylan Styles, listener of the Lockdown Mavericks yes, podcast. <laughs> he was the one that traded with us. So yeah, no, they can't do better if, if he's the host, if he's the GM. The other What's trade, the other, one, though? the other trade, Tim Hardaway Jr., Justin Jackson, and, and the 18th pick for Oladipo and McDermott. I don't think that works salary wise. 
Um, but Oladipo, Oladipo, I think by himself, I don't think you could get him for that deal. I think that's a little bit, that's a little yeah. too small of a deal for Oladipo. I still think he has value, right? It's not that he's just going to go for pennies, which I guess the 18th and Tim Hardaway, I, that's not really a lot for them, especially Tim Hardaway is going to be an expiring contract. That's a small market team. You don't necessarily expect him to, to re-sign there, but yeah, I don't think that one's feasible. It'd be great. I think if, if both of these deals are available, I would do them. They'd be awesome. Yeah, you know, uh, Athletic put out a report today saying that Oladipo told the Pacers that he is all in on the future, moving forward and committed and all this stuff. Released a statement. Listen, listen this, is, this is what I translated as. He knows that his value right now is very, very <laughs> low, okay? And the Pacers know that. Why would they trade him right now at his lowest of low values? So in their minds, they're looking at it saying, all right, we just got to get you on the court and get you playing basketball to show people again how good you can be and show people uh, the level that you were playing at before your injury. I don't think he's there like long term, but I think this is kind of where they're at. And that's what I took that statement as. So, yeah, would you give up that package for for Oladipo if you're Dallas? 100%. But you're not getting Oladipo for that right now. Also, briefly, I want to. So, if you want to get a podcast, if you want to get a question in on the podcast, go ahead and submit a five star Apple Podcast review. Make it five stars. Put a question in it. We'll answer it just like Cole's there. Briefly, I want to touch on Zach Levine because we talked about him in yesterday's show. So, the rumor that you know came out that the Mavs are interested in Zach Levine, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Victor Oladipo. We talked about that on yesterday's show. So, go listen to that one. We flushed out everything basically, and yeah. I just want to touch on this. Zach Levine is not Kyrie Irving. <laughs> There's a lot of of comparisons to, well, LeBron got Kyrie Irving, and so this could be the same thing. I just don't think that that Zach Levine is that type, is that level of player. I think Kyrie is was a next level up. I think he was in that Brad Beal like level, right? We we even put Brad Beal on that level up higher than than Zach Levine. I just don't know if that's exactly, you know, if if that's a good comparison because he's so much better. Also, if Zach Levine is as good as Kyrie Irving, like a lot of people think, and he's this no brainer that the Mavs should trade for then the Mavericks don't have enough pieces for him. And that kind of ends the conversation right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we put out that pie yesterday, and there's pockets of Mavs fans that were um, um, Levine truthers, I guess, you know, that, that love Levine. I think he's a good young player. He's 25. Yeah. Uh, he puts up points. He's an efficient, you know, shooter, efficient scorer. Mm-hmm. Um, synergy treats him well when it comes to shooting and stuff. <laughs> I get all of that. My hesitation with the Levine stuff coming and guys y'all we just gave this heart to heart a a week or so ago saying you gotta you gotta get real about getting giving up the role players in Dallas if you want to upgrade your roster we're all about upgrading your roster but we can be picky now it's okay to be picky when you have cornerstones of Luca and KP when you have two young cornerstones it's okay to be picky about the pieces now so now we are you talked to me before Luca came or heck before KP came about Zach Levine sign me up let's do it me All too. in. Mm-hmm. We, we just need people at this point at this point with Luca and KP we can be picky so with with Levine my whole hesitation was you're going to ask him to come in and be the Tim Hardaway role. Yes, we need more playmaking. Yes, if you could have Tim Hardaway's spot as a better ball handler and a little bit more playmaking from that, of course, that would be awesome. But all I'm saying is something, my hesitation, I'm not saying I'm 1,000% all out on it. My hesitation was when you, the idea of taking a 25-year-old 
who who shot it over 20 times a game. Only seven players last year who shot over 20 times a game. Who shot over 20 times a game last year. A 25-year-old who sees himself in his prime, who can shoot the ball and put up a lot of points. You're going to ask him to be a clearly, clearly defined third piece. Because Luka and KP are going to get the most shots. You know KP's going to... KP only got 16 shots a game last year. Luka was at 20. They're both going to like want to have around probably 20 a game next year. So you're going to ask Levine to go from, hey, and yeah. So that's yep. my whole thing. Levine is not Brad Beal. He's not one of these. And he has he, money goes into 2021. So there's a lot of stuff with that too. So yeah, it's just, yeah, not all out on Levine. I just... I'm I want to be picky right now, and I'm going to be picky, and I don't think it's a perfect fit. I gave the analogy yesterday that it's like a puzzle piece for my son, who you know when he the piece can't fit in, my son's literally getting mad and hitting the piece and trying to cram it into the puzzle. I can do that. I just don't think it's a lay the piece down and it falls into place. That's my whole thing. We can be picky, and it's not even realistic because the Mavs don't have enough pieces to get him anyway. So uh, watch me eat me, eat my words, and I kind of I'd be glad to eat my words on that aspect of it. But coming up. There's a story that came out in The Athletic. Rick Carlisle, man, he's been doing the work. He's been putting in the work for years. Shout out to you, Rick. Years on this. Secret agent working for that 2021 summer offseason, whenever it is. We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into uh, our mock draft roundup. We're going to go through a whole bunch of different mock drafts. But before we get to that, this is from The Athletic. So the Athletic did a story on Giannis. You knew it was coming when I said 2021. Story on Giannis about his first couple years in the NBA and just how raw he was, how his nickname was Bambi, and he would mess up all the times in drills, but he wouldn't get down on himself, how he loved, you know, he basically just wanted to eat pizza and ice cream and, you know, get candy at Dave & Buster's, and he loved Dave & Buster's so much, and he was so giddy playing all the games. Like, it was just, it's a really good story, and it's not even a story, really. It's just a back and forth between a couple of, like, coaches and former teammates and people that were there they're just telling stories back and forth and i thought it was really great so go check that out in the athletic it has like this cartoon picture of Giannis as the picture so if you just find that this is a story though that i found the most fascinating especially for the mavericks this is from uh, oppenheimer i think he's an assistant coach we go to tim gurgis's camp in las vegas we would go to the far basket every morning and every morning rick carlisle would come and watch it was just me and Giannis, and we work on some stuff. Rick asked me, can I help? Can I talk to Giannis? And was like, mm. and I was like, of course. You're Rick Carlisle. Do what you do. So Rick would work with him a little bit. Second day, same thing happened. Third day, same thing happened. This is at a basketball camp in Las Vegas. Fourth day, we're walking into the gym, and Giannis goes, coach, let's go to a different basket. I said, why? He said, that man is there again. I just want to work with you, coach, and every day that man stops and talks to me. I like him, but I don't want some man working with me. And then the coach says, some man, Giannis, that's Rick Carlisle. And he goes, but who is Rick Carlisle? (laughs) First of all, what an incredible story. Just what an incredible story that he didn't know who Rick Carlisle was. And this is after 2011, right? Like this is after the title. This is after all that, so... A uh, couple years, just a couple years after. Yeah, it would have been, yeah, just a couple, but still, after that, after Malice the Palace, like, Rick Carlisle was a well-known person, but Giannis didn't know who he was. They did a, a similar story about, uh, they were playing, like, some pickup in the summer, and O.J. Mayo was was playing, and Giannis had to guard O.J. Mayo, and they were like, go go pick him up, go pick up O.J., and Giannis was like, who is O.J.? 
And OJ Mayo is still in the league, and he was a really famous like high school basketball player too. Uh, but this story is great for many levels. But our boy Rick Carlisle putting in that work, putting in that work at that basketball camp, working with Giannis, planting the seed for 2011. So maybe some of this, maybe some of this leads to the free agency decision. That this is just one story that we know about now. How many yeah. others? How many other countless times have they been planting seeds here and there? Fast forward to the offseason. Giannis and his agent is talking to Dallas. Rick gets on the phone. And he's like, Giannis, remember all those times I worked with you underneath that basket? I knew that you didn't know who I was. I knew that. But I believed in you then. And I believed in the talent enough to put in the work with you because I knew how good you can be. So come home. Come, come to Dallas. You can work with me every day. Come home, Giannis. Come home. <laughs> Great story. Love that. All right, let's get into the mock drafts. So, went through five different mock drafts. Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer, John Hollinger from The Athletic, Jonathan Gavoni from ESPN, Jonathan Wasserman from Bleacher Report, and then Chad Ford from our own Chad Ford's Big Board on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We went through and found out who they had the Mavericks picking and then went through who they have, you know, where they have Sadiq Bey, Aaron Neesmith, and Desmond Bain going. Because those are the three guys that are probably at the top of our list as far as the Mavs range. First one up, Kevin O'Connor. He has jo- he has the Mavs taking Josh Green from Arizona. Uh, O'Connor says Green could alleviate that defensive responsibility in the future with his energetic style. I would be totally fine with Josh Green. If, if draft night came and the Mavs, maybe they made some other move with 18, and the one rookie they brought in was Josh Green, I think we'd be fine with that. I think he's he's that fourth guy after those three guys that I mentioned. Bay, Neesmith, and Bain. I think he would be that that guy. We, we we wanted to take him in the in the lockdown mock, but Portland took him at sixteen. Yeah, I would be. I think fine is the word for it. You know, I, I think we want you know Neesmith. We want Bay. Um, I think I'd prefer uh, Bain over Josh Green. Me too. Um, but I think I'd be I would be fine with it. Fine is is the is the word. Nineteen year old Arizona, uh, really good at defense. I, I like him. I would be fine with it, but sure. That's who KSC has him taking. Hollinger has him taking Alexi Pokusevi. Pokusevsky, sorry. The rumor is, and then Hollinger says, the rumor is that Pokusevsky has a promise from a team in the first round, and that's why he bailed on the draft combine. So he thinks that he has a promise somewhere. Not sure where it is. He also mentioned in the piece that uh, Poku's, Poku's agent used to work for the Thunder. He used to be an assistant coach for the Thunder, and the Thunder have had this reputation, and John Hollinger would know this because he worked in the front office. He also hosts a podcast on Locked On, by the way. Uh, that He said that the Thunder make promises to these guys, and then they bail out on all their other interviews and stuff like that. Like This has happened a couple times in the past before. They have this reputation for doing that. So this could be a Thunder guy. I don't know if he's going to make it all the way to 25. Maybe the Thunder trade up, but that was an interesting nugget as well. Um, some interesting thing. Gavoni from ESPN also has the Mavericks taking Poku. He said that GM Donnie Nelson has a considerable success with international prospects and could very well be intrigued with the upside of Pokusevsky, the youngest player in the draft and arguably the most distinctive. Very true. Definitely, definitely distinctive. What would you think about this Poku you know, draft at 18? I'm not in love with it. Um, I feel like Dallas just gets the 
If anybody wants to make a mock draft, they just look at Dallas and make, hey, international. What international <laughs> guys in that range? Put them to Dallas because everybody knows they have one of the best international <laughs> scouting departments and stuff. But uh, I'm not. I, I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't be in love with it. Hey, if OKC wants to move up from 25 to 18 and do a uh, Dennis Schroeder, you know, yeah. swap like, like uh, we did in the lockdown mock, uh, come up and get him. But no, I mean he's 18. He's he's raw. He's super skinny. I just want if Dallas keeps this pick, which we're skeptical on, if they keep the pick, I just want more of a, a win now like player. I want a I want a college vet. If you know, we, y'all know what that means. If you've been listening, I want a Sadiq Bay. I want a Nice. I, I want somebody like want, Desmond Bain. I want Isaac wants guys. a geriatric draft prospect. Is what he wants. I get so pissed off about this age thing, man. Like I don't get it. There's this <laughs> video that just went out about Desmond Bain hitting 43 threes. I get it. It's an open gym. We all love the open gym things. Holler at your boy Willie Colley Stein. But Bain hits 43 threes, and I, I just don't understand these guys that are 21, 22, and people still falling for the. And I get. I'm not a, like a draft guru guy. I'm not a guy who covers the draft all year round. But I still just don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't understand how somebody like Brandon Clark can fall as far as he did because he was freaking 22. Like, okay, well, have fun drafting your 19-year-olds that will be in the G League in two years and probably playing in China after that. So it just uh, makes me so mad. Speaking of the Mavs taking an international prospect, that brings us to Chad Ford of the Lockdown Podcast Network, uh, Chad Ford's NBA Big Board. He also is on the... Locked on NBA mock draft. So listen to Chad Ford as well as John Hollinger talk about our trade, talk about our picks. That's pretty cool. Those guys analyzing what we did in the Locked on mock draft. That's on the Locked on NBA podcast. But Chad Ford has the Mavericks picking Leandro Balmaro, <laughs> which we were not super excited about. I'm less excited about Balmaro than I would be about Poku, right? <laughs> but I don't know. I could talk myself into Balmaro over Poku. The thing about Balmaro is that Chad Ford said he isn't coming over to the NBA anytime soon, and the, that he could the Mavs just could like draft and stash him over there and develop him for a little bit. That's kind of an interesting prospect, but he's this guy that's kind of like pesky on defense, really really good passer, not the greatest shooter, and so I don't know. That's not a player I'm I'm super excited about. I haven't you know obviously scouted him, but not yeah. Once again, I would uh, he's 19. I think Chad Ford on his podcast last week. Uh, describing as like, hey, could Dallas develop him into like a, a Ginobili, a Manu Ginobili role coming off the bench in the few, in a couple years, something like that. But I, once again, I would just prefer a, a more of a win now wing in this case or a guard. Yeah. He also said that the Mavs are the best international scouting in the league, which is, I think, high praise coming take, from Chad take a Ford. Drink. <laughs> coming from Chad Ford. We'll hear that a lot over this next week. Uh, he's also hearing Josh Green to the Mavs. That's another thing he's hearing. And Chad Ford, this is what he's hearing from teams, You know who they think that yeah. it's going to take. It's not necessarily who he thinks they should take. So that maybe come from, came from some other teams, but Josh Green also is something that he's hearing. Jonathan Wasserman, the last one from Bleacher Report. He has the Mavs taking Desmond Bain, our guy from TCU. Jonathan Wasserman says, The interest in Bain seems to be contagious. Word around the league is that Dallas is trying to trade this pick for a wing and immediate help. But the Mavericks are also high on Bain, and they could draft him to add shooting and a high IQ passing and defense. I'm all in. I'm all in. If, yeah. if even if, yeah, I would, I would take Desmond Bain for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, if we're doing a big three as far as they keep their pick, uh, it's Bain, Neesmith, and Bain. For I mean, that's for us, right? Both of us. Those three. Well, yes. Yeah. That's my. That's my three. Yeah. For sure. 
Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, my three too. So that that's our big three for as far as prospects. If they stay at 18 or they try to move up a few spots or something like that. Desmond Bain would be perfect. Twenty, Basically 22, shot the lights out from three. I just mentioned that, that you know, that video that went around on Twitter a few days ago. TCU, so just you know, just uh, down the road a little bit. So I like all three of those guys. I think something to ask too, we haven't really talked about trade up targets and we've, you know, somebody had a report out that Dallas was trying to trade up into the lottery, back in the lottery, something like that. Um, If we think that in some of these mock drafts, and I I guess we can transition to this a little bit, but like in some of these mock drafts, they don't have Sadiq Bay and Neesmith going to us because we've slowly started seeing Bay and Neesmith rise up these drafts. And, you know, we were saying a few weeks ago that I, th- I think Neesmith's going to go, like, definitely lottery. I think he could go top 10, like 8, 9, 10, somewhere through there. But it's like Neesmith, Bay, it seems like they just keep going higher and higher. <laughs> so if some of these guys, Patrick Williams, these guys keep on going higher, who are some of the guys that could drop down? Who's somebody that would be on the board at 11, 12? Like in the lockdown mock draft that we take part in, Denny was that guy. Denny fell to 10, and that's what made us kind of think about it. And we're like, oh, should we go up to 10 and try to get Denny? It's a talent that could be like a top. So it's like, who is, you start going through all these names, like who's the talent that could drop to 12, 13, to where you would say 18, 31 is something else to move up four or five spots, and you're, and we're walking out of it saying, is it? I'm, I'm saying, is there a guy? I don't know. But you're walking out saying, oh, we just got like a top five, top six talent, we think, in this draft. Like, would Dallas do that for Killian Hayes? I don't know. Interesting, you know, I, yeah. What? What guy would it be? I, I just don't I don't know who because if these guys will go up, somebody has to come down. I yeah. don't think Halliburton's coming down. Is it a guy like Obi Toppin that falls for the age thing to where he's like twenty two and he falls and it's eleven or twelve in the draft and you're like, dang, would you would you go get him? <laughs> Did you listen to Josh Lloyd talk about that pick when the when the Wizards took him in the lockdown mock? No. <laughs> they go to the desk and Josh Lloyd at fantasy basketball is is, is uh, breaking down the picks too, and he goes, he just and he has this Australian accent. Man, he just looks like he can't move. His his hips, he can't. He looks like he can't move. And I was like, "What do you mean he looks like he can't move? That's definitely not somebody I want to take in the top ten. If it looks no, like he no, move. Obi Toppin. He was like way down Obi. on that pick. He did not. He does not like Obi Toppin at all. But I thought that was no, funny. I like it. I like Toppin. But it. But that's the thing. It's like who falls? Is it? I mean, we hear all the time about wings. Devin Vassell. He's not going to fall. Everybody wants. If if these wings are going up the board, right. is it somebody like Obi Toppin that falls down? We hear all the time about uh, Okongwu and how he could go like three. Yeah, he's going way high too. Yeah. Like if he's going super high, it's like all right. Well, who's dropping? Is it Denny? Is it Toppin? Um, is it Isaac Okoro? That, that drops him because of his shot and some people's really questions off and stuff. If Isaac Okoro is sitting there at 12 and 18 and 31 can do it, 18 31 like a role player, do you go get him at that point? Because do you view him that much better than a Sadiq Bay or Aaron Neesmith or something like that? That's, that's what I'm trying to figure out right now. If these players are rising, who could be the fallers? Let's talk about the guys that we want, see where they have. Uh, where they're drafted on all these mock drafts. We'll talk about Sadiq Bey, Aaron Naismith, and our guy Desmond Bain coming up. All right, Isaac, let's end on these guys that we really like. Sadiq Bey, Aaron Naismith, uh, Desmond Bain. Uh, Sadiq Bey, depending on who you're asking. So, Sadiq Bey, we'll start with him. Kevin O'Connor has him going 11 to the Spurs. Hollinger has him going 14 to the Celtics. Gavoni has him going 13 to the Pelicans. Wasserman has him going 13 to the Pelicans. Chad Ford had him going 12th to Sacramento. 12th? 12th. 
It's a hard word to pronounce. And then our lockdown mock draft had him going 13 to the Pelicans too. So that's three for the Pelicans, one at 12, 11, and then 14. It just seems like, like you said, Sadiq Bey is one of these guys that's rising up these boards. And uh, he had been mocked where the Mavericks are, and now it just seems like he might be out of reach. Because it seems like there's actually, I know a lot of people say it starts at four and then there's no tiers after that. It does seem like there's a second tier. And for most people who's doing mocks and that people that know more than us, it does seem like there's the tier from four to like 11. That is their own separate tier of like Denny, Toppin, Okongwu, Patrick Williams, Halliburton, Okoro, Killian Hayes, and Vassal. It feels yeah. like all of those guys. And then after that, and Kyra Lewis kind of getting up there too. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It feels like that's the second tier. And it, starting at 12 going down, it feels like Kyra Lewis, Neesmith, Sadiq Bay, these guys are pushing that second tier now. And that's my whole thing. Like, if these guys are pushing the second tier, who from that second tier would move to tier three? Yeah. So Sadiq Bay may be out of reach for the Mavericks. They may have to trade out for him, but who knows? These are just mock drafts. Who knows if the guy starts falling or, you know, what yeah. could happen? Um, Aaron Neesmith, KOC of the Ringer, had him going 19 to Brooklyn. So available for the Mavericks there. Hollinger had him going 15 to the Magic. Gavoni had him going 11th to the Spurs. Wasserman had him going 15 to Orlando. Fo- Chad Ford had him going 15 to Orlando as well. And then the lockdown mock draft, uh, Sacramento Kings took him at 12th. So that's three for Orlando at 15. So he's another guy that seems to be kind of rising up there, uh, you know, from that like 11 to, you know, 15 range. Best shooter in the draft, Aaron Neesmith. Uh, 52% from three. Sign me up all day, every day. I would love him. In Dallas, you know, it'd be funny if uh, New York took Poku at eight. <laughs> <laughs> just did it all over again. I would just laugh. <laughs> just did it all over again. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> the thing is, Poku is not as good of a shooter as Porzingis, but he's a better ball handler. So it's like a different problem that yes. they would have to figure out. Uh, last one is Desmond Bain. KLC has him going 30 to the Celtics. That's insane. Hollinger has him going 24 to the Bucks. Givoni has him going 24 to the Bucks. Uh, Wasserman had him going 18 to the Mavericks. Chad Ford had him going 21 to the to the 76ers. And then lockdown NBA mock draft, uh, he went at 19 to the Knicks. They traded for Brooklyn's pick, so that'd be Brooklyn's pick. But at least the guys that kind of know what they're talking about all had him available for the Mavericks. So this is the one where I have some hope, at least if we're going to trust these mock drafts. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of hope in, in Bain. Uh, being there but hopefully hopefully this is true and if dallas does stay at 18 and i mean yeah dallas can move up there's there's just so much stuff that's unpredictable about this draft it's like we've been talking about tears but i mean if sadiq bay went six to you know atlanta it'd be like wow that's a reach but i'm like okay well Well, i did the same thing last year the andre hunter so yeah, so it's I just don't you know there's just so much unpredictability, but yeah, Desmond Bain could be there at 18. I I do think it's higher percentage that Bain is there considered or compared to Bay and Eastman. Yeah, which is kind of weird because it it just seems like it's the age thing that's making him fall. Which yeah, hey, we're okay with taking advantage of that. We we love these geriatric prospects. We're, we're we're all in on that. So Desmond Bain seems to be the one that's most likely for the Mavericks. Uh, there you go. That's our weekend pod. That's our locked on mock draft roundup. Isaac, do you have anything else you want to end on with these uh, mock drafts? Um, nothing. No, nothing with the mock draft. I just I I really do. You know, so much stuff has has been put. I just want to say this. 
follow the people who actually follow the draft all the time. Like yeah. we get on this pod and we we've been using the information from these mocks, from these people who, you know, Vicini, San Vicini Athletic I put out a tweet the other day and I'm like, I can't imagine being a, you know, a draft expert guy like him. To where he he was joking around, he said it's this time of the year that or this time around draft time that draft parachuters drop in <laughs> and they watch tape for a week and say, "Oh, they have all these like hardcore concrete takes on players and they've been watching these guys so you know so much longer than us so just know the, know the draft guys know who you trust on some of these guys but it's still going to be a lot of fun i think this draft order is going to blow up i think this mock drafts will blow up before the draft even happens because once the trade moratorium is lifted this order is probably going to change multiple times and then everybody's gonna be releasing their updated mocks and everybody's gonna be freaking out and <laughs> it's just gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be a lot of fun we're really excited about it guys thanks so much for listening to locked on maps peace out boom